3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019-FM, WFAN, New York. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. I want to continue our conversation from last Sunday about what the future holds for youth and amateur sports in this country. As we all know, sports will come back but the way in which they come back may change dramatically due to the financial impact of the pandemic and of course the ongoing health concerns. And I'm talking specifically about summer travel teams, showcases for high school athletes, and of course how school athletic programs may change in the fall. Of course our number is 1-877-337-6666. But before I get into that discussion, Today, of course, is Easter Sunday, and this past week our Jewish friends started to celebrate Passover. It certainly isn't lost on any of us that with our concerns and worries about the pandemic that we are living in uncertain and challenging times. And as parents, especially with our kids at home all day and eager to get outside and play, these have been most difficult weeks. We all pray and hope that these Dark times will pass very, very soon. And I know we spend a lot of time on the show talking about the contemporary issues and concerns that face our kids in sports, but on this morning's show, I thought it'd be nice, at least for just a few moments, to think about the role that sports plays in our lives and how grateful we are for them. Yes, of course, no sports are being played now. We are all painfully aware of that. But when they return, and of course they will, what will your reaction be, particularly as a sports parent? For example, will we take a moment and reflect on how we can become better at being sports parents? As coaches, will we pause and reflect on how we can become better at coaching? Our sports lives have been placed on hold due to this virus, but let's try and find some new ways in which we can improve on our kids' lives. For example, as a sports parent, what are you most grateful for? Have you ever said to your son or daughter after a game, I just love to watch you play? That simple declarative statement works wonders for any kid to hear. And you need to say it often, regardless of whether your son or daughter played well or played poorly. In fact, it's a sentiment that needs to be said, especially when they didn't play well in one of their games. Let them know that you just get a thrill out of watching them perform and compete. Shouldn't make any difference as to whether they were a star in that game or just played a few minutes. All that really matters is that you let them know that it brought great joy to you to watch them go out and play. Too many of us focus on what they need to work on and we can't wait to tell our kids how to improve. But instead of giving your kid that PGA, that post-game analysis, Try to turn the conversation around. Point out a a specific play or two in their game in which they made an exciting move and ask them to tell you about it. Let them do the talking. Let them lead the conversation. Trust me, this works wonders. Kids usually can't wait to tell you their favorite part of their game. So let them. And just listen to them as opposed to trying to tell them what they need to hear from your perspective on how to improve their game. Let the kids share their joy and passion with you. Let them lead the conversation. Also, as a sports parent, have you ever taken the time to talk about packing two parachutes? Something we talk about in the show all the time. That is, as much as they as the kids love playing sports, it's always a very smart idea to have other passions in life just in case their first love for sports doesn't take them to the heights they wanted. No, you're not discouraging them just the opposite. Introduce them to other fun activities in life so that their lives are well-rounded and not just focused entirely on sports. Let them explore other things, I don't know, music, theater, community service, whatever. In fact, if you listen to today's top pro athletes, you'll find that most of them are fairly well-rounded in their interest outside of sports. And this is a very important lesson that any parent should really uh, espouse to their, their kids who play sports. Get them to understand there are other things in life beyond playing sports. And again, during this time right now when we're all home, it's a good opportunity for you to spend some time helping them explore other things that they enjoy besides their, their activity on the playing fields. These are the days in which you have to take the time to talk to your kids about sports and what sports means to them. Take the time now, for example, to to really bond with your kids. Tell them stories about some of the great moments that you witnessed as a kid growing up in sports. I don't know, tell them about, tell them about Mickey Mantle and how great a player Mickey Mantle was, or Tom Seaver. Tell them about Al Kaline, the amazingly consistent and great player who passed this past week Al Kaline one of the nicest people ever signed out of high school in Baltimore and went straight to the major leagues with the Detroit Tigers I still find that amazing and again Al Kaline just a gentle soul what a great great player tell your kid about the 1986 Mets or the 69 Mets or the 69 New York Jets and Joe Namath or the Knicks and their two championship teams back in the 70s. Young athletes, in my experience, they love to hear about great comebacks and amazing endings in sports. Remember, most of our kids today, they just went around to hear or see any of these great moments or hear about or see these great athletes play. And kids love sports stories like these. Again, just some thoughts to consider uh, on this Easter morning. Okay. Let's return to our discussion about the impact of youth, high school travel, and showcases. As we got into last week, when the green light is finally given to go back and play sports, perhaps in June, July, whenever, I do think there are going to be significant reductions in travel teams and showcases this summer. Some of the reasons are pretty obvious, have to do with parents who have been hit economically very hard, uh, because obviously they're the ones who pay for the, the showcases and the travel teams. Plus, the organizers of the travel squads and the sports camps and the showcases, well, they need capital in which they get their programs up and running. They're going to be hurting to do this as well. And, of course, there's going to be a very, very specific need to make sure that everything and everybody is safe and sound. Now, for example, I'm talking about showcases. I heard just this past week that the USSF, uh, the United States Soccer Federation, uh, just canceled its spring and summer soccer programs. They've also are in the process, I believe, I've heard of, of uh, getting rid of its Development Academy um, because they can have all these concerns and others. But, I mean, this is what we're going to be facing once we get back to, to the reality of travel sports and travel teams. Now, when sports do return, I'm assuming that all the players, all the athletes, and the coaches and the instructors will need to be corona-tested. And, of course, social distancing still being enforced, But that will all be very curious as to how this plays out with kids playing on various teams. And, of course, there will be concerns about coughing and sneezing. There will be concerns about that as well. And then once school begins in the fall, with kids actually in physically present in schools as opposed to learning from home, what do schools and, and, and athletic teams have to do when it comes to their sports teams? I mean, I gather the key is going to be to have universal and black blanket testing. The problem is, at least from my point of view, how in the world do we test millions and millions of kids and what test do we use? I mean, just this past week, listening to the various reports on, on the news, we we're talking about antibodies, we we're talking about uh, plasma testing. I, you know, what's the test that's going to be done and how are we going to be implement it? Because, quite frankly, I, I, I have a hard time thinking that any parent is going to let their youngster go back to participate in sports unless uh, they are absolutely 100% certain that the kid is protected, is been tested, and the kids that he's she's competing against are all clean as well. This is going to be very difficult because we're talking, as I said, about millions of kids who want to go back and play. But before they are allowed to do that, how do you get the, 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 the green light to do this so everybody's safe and sound? All right, 18773376666. I also want to talk a little bit if we can this morning about Major League Baseball. And you know, I applaud their, their eagerness and enthusiasm to go back and want to play uh, games as soon as possible, even in isolation. But I think that's all part of this discussion as well, is how do you get all everything lined up so all the players are, are free and clear and are been basically told, yes, you're okay to go out and play and compete. All right, let's get to our, our calls. Let's start this morning with our friend Ed Ward over in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Ed, good morning. Good morning, Rick. How are you doing? Happy Easter and all that. You too, Ed. Uh, so what do you think about it all I mean, when this all goes away, all, all this stuff goes away with the pandemic, and kids come back to playing sports again and you know whether it's this summer how how's this gonna work i mean is, do you think every kid has to going kind of be tested has to carry a card that says yes I've been cleared uh, I'm no longer uh be a word to people
4: that's an interesting topic Rick and, and you know what as 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 you know i i run a I run a team
1: showcase in uh June and
4: July, yep. And you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking since I've been home and all that. How, how to go, how to go about things, you know, with that. I know one of the things I'm thinking about is I'm going to have to designate an area for parents as their uh, the safe area with where their with where they're social dist-, dist distancing and all that. If you mm-hmm. know what I mean. But um, again, uh, you know, as as we get further closer to my events, uh, you know, and I know what what the status is and see see what we have to do then then I will uh, you know, make a further decision on that. But uh, getting back to the travel teams and showcases and all that stuff, I know maybe some have canceled. You watch, next year the prices are going to be lower on travel teams and uh, showcases and all that. Because each year it's increased, increased, increased I mean, the pricing. And um, I'm fortunate because the events I run, I kept, I've, this is my third year running this team showcase, and um, I've kept the price the same and all that. Because uh, you know, again, travel travel costs are like astronomical. What I'm hearing, some teams are paying and all that stuff. Wow, it's 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 going through the roof.
1: Well, it, you know, Ed, we we always hear about the fact that, uh, and I guess I'm talking now about baseball in particular, and maybe softball as well. You know, travel program, uh, the 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 fee to be in the team might be two thousand, three thousand dollars, covering the the cost of the uh, the fields, insurance, and perhaps the 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 coaches' salaries. But of course, beyond that, if you're on the road, that's not covered by that two or three thousand dollar fee. The rest of the money is paid for, you know, for motels, travel, so on and so forth. It gets into be very serious uh, chunk of change. Um, well, you know,
4: the the serious chunk of change is Rick. What you realize is the the uh, art of torment costs. They're yes. like, they're, re- they're really really getting out of control. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, and I I just wonder: Have you heard from your perspective as to? Uh, are you hearing about more and more showcases uh, or, or or tournaments uh, shutting down?
4: Well, I know like like at Diamond Nation and Richmond County, two two elite areas where they do a great job running tournaments. Yep. I know if you go on their website, you look at schedules. They've canceled tournaments up to a certain date, so they yep. haven't canceled all their tournaments throughout the year. I know both both venues that I mentioned uh they run tournaments all the way into the fall so if you look on their schedule and all that you know you'll see which ones are canceled or or and then what what ones are as of right now still
1: on yeah i i think that's what's going to happen as every month comes by we'll see the calendar will also reflect what's happening what's being canceled and what's being postponed and so on and so forth yeah. uh Ed, t- tell me more about uh, your perspective about um, your thoughts of kids going back and participating. I mean, do you think that they'll have to have uh, some sort of medical clearance, some sort of, as I said, I'm just for lack of a better idea, uh, a card or a letter from a doctor saying this kid's been tested and the kid does not have a coronavirus?
4: You know, that, that, again, it, that's an interesting topic and in all that um, Again, you know, you know. Again, with my, you know, all all tournaments have to have insurance. So, if my, you know, I, I'm going to follow up this week with, with the insurance company that I deal with, yep. and see see what they say. If that if that if that's the case, then when I send an email out to the coaches for my event and all that stuff, I just got to say if they have to have some type of documentation saying that they uh that that they they don't have the coronavirus or they've been tested for it. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ed, it, it's it's going to again. Be
4: it's all what the government wants us to do. We have to we have to follow with them. And finally, people starting to use their heads and and are you know doing social distancing. And um, you know you can see the numbers are going down slowly, but eventually they will. And even the go kart races that I talked to you about, I see in front of my house. They've stopped this week. I'm I'm a little bored now. I was looking forward to seeing them at five o'clock at night.
1: All right, Ed. Stay well. Thank you as always for the call. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and it's, it's going to be interesting because obviously we're going this past week, you know, there, there's there's sort of conflicting opinions from uh, Governor Cuomo and, and Mayor de Blasio as to when the schools, the schools will be closed into the, the year or reopen. That's confusing. Again, there's a lot of talk, obviously, with Dr. Fauci about, you know, what about, you know, testing, how, how that's going to be implemented, how soon. Uh, I, I do have a sense that if, uh, as Ed says, we got to take this one step at a time, uh, that we're going to have to figure out a way that we guarantee that all of our student-athletes, in fact, all students, uh, before they go back to school in person in the fall, have been tested or somehow have been cleared medically, that we don't have another spike of of this virus again. Uh, And I think most parents feel the same way, that they want to make sure when their kid goes out to play uh, softball or lacrosse or football, whatever it might be, that they're going to a situation where they are, know that the kid is going to be healthy and surrounded by other teammates or opponents who are healthy as well. All right, let me take a pause here. When I come back, I want to talk more about this topic. We'll take your calls at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six, 337 6666 And we'll talk about Major League Baseball and their eager plans to do something unique and different in terms of uh, playing games in Arizona and Florida. Stay with me.
5: Sports
6: Radio 101.9 the fan and Sports Radio
1: 66 WFAN. We're talking on this uh, Easter Sunday about the impact that the pandemic is going to have on our kids and their sporting endeavors, uh, with high schools being closed, I guess, till the end of uh, June. Uh, and perhaps, uh, you know, maybe into the next year, uh, depending what happens with the virus. Uh, certainly, it seems like the spring sports seasons are gone. So now we're looking in terms of travel programs and showcases into June, July, and August. Um, and and that's one thing's for sure, as I just said before the break, they're going to have some unique challenges when our kids go back to play uh, in terms of making sure they are all cleared to compete. Because uh, obviously if you're competing, and particularly in team sports, you know, social distancing is not going to be really possible because you're going to be in so close contact with your opponents or your teammates. Um, and again, before I forget... Nobody loves baseball more than I do, and and I can't wait until the major leaguers go back to work, and I love to watch baseball on TV again, but we keep hearing about this plan to have the players go to Arizona and Florida and play in front of empty stands. The players sit in the stands between innings. Uh, They live in hotels and so on and so forth, and at first blush, I got to tell you, I know there's a lot of enthusiasm for this because people are just so eager to watch sports, and Major League Baseball on on TV again, or listen to it on the radio. But but it just sounds like a, a really poorly conceived idea. I mean, this is supposed to start sometime I believe in May, and again, once it, all the players, the coaches, the the the, the people from uh, the cameramen, the administrators, uh, so on and so forth, will all have to go undergo corona testing. What happens if a player doesn't pass the test, and then he doesn't play? What happens if one of those players, you know, comes down with corona? Then what happens? Do all the players uh, then have to go into isolation for two weeks and their, their team has to forfeit games? Um, I, 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 you know, again, I, I, we're all eager to see baseball return, but we've waited this long. Shouldn't we wait until we get all clear on all fronts for going back to the game? Maybe this happens in June, July. And I think if you listen to some of the players, they're sort of saying the same thing. Like, what's the rush? Why can't we just make sure everybody is 100% healthy before we go back and play? So let's, I think the best thing to do here is to try and err on the side of caution. The last thing we want to have happen is for the virus to, to come back again. Let's, uh, let's get back to our calls. Let's go to Albany, New York. Bob is on the, on the line. Bob, good morning. You're on the fan.
2: Good morning. How are you today?
1: Yes, Bob. I'm doing well, thank you. You too.
2: Well, my experience with the travel baseball for this year, I have a a young son, 15 years old, and we had to pay our money before in February. And we were told that, well, you know, there's not going to be any refunds from the association that we belong to, Uh that that money will be applied to next year. So we already paid for preseason for the building, so we're lost on that money, and now the money that we paid for the season upcoming, well, that's going to go towards next year. So if your son decides to not want to play next year, well, you're going to be out that money.
1: You know, Bob, this is, once again, a situation where we talk about this all the time. There's no, There's no... It's all caveat emptor. I mean, they said that's the way it's going to be. You pay the money up front, and, and if things uh, don't work out, sorry, you're out of the money, and, and uh, we're yeah. not going to refund you. Uh, or say we'll play it for next year, but next year your son might, might be playing someplace else. I mean, that's it's just that's, that's, that's the way people, unfortunately, encounter travel programs. They say there's nobody to turn to.
2: Yeah, Well it's the association that we belong to. It's not the team. It's the association. Once they get that money, they don't like to refund it. So, you know, it's it's a uh, non for it's 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 not a non for profit. That's for sure. Because the guy <laughs> actually who sets it all up in the scheduling and all that. Yeah, he's obviously getting paid, and he don't want to miss a paycheck.
1: Uh, of course, I mean I, we understand that, but. There really should be something in place where, you know, they could say, okay, things didn't work out, we'll be glad to uh, refund the money, but apparently they're not uh, going to do that. So, Anyhow. I'm just
2: thankful my son is uh, a freshman this year. I feel bad for all the senior high school baseball players or any athlete for the spring sports. I feel terrible for him.
1: Yeah, Bob, it is it, uh, it is not good. Uh, they're they're all just washed away. It's like uh, yeah. just, just, I mean, all the dreams and hopes for kids who are going to be seniors uh with their sports uh it's just gone and uh yeah. you know, we know of course the college level the NCAA has said okay we'll grant you an extra year for the kids in the spring season uh depending on your institution uh University of Wisconsin I saw this past week said no we're not going to give a kids uh, our student athletes an extra extra year of eligibility we're just not going to do that uh, and I think we'll see other colleges doing the same but at the high school level, Bob, no. It's over. It's done. You just move on. If done. You
2: and, not, ever, and, you know. and not every kid is meant to go off to college and play again. This is it for some I, of them, and I feel terrible.
1: I was just going to well, say. Thank
2: you for your time, and uh, stay safe and happy Easter. Th- thanks,
1: Bob. Time. You too. And I was just going to say. At the high school level, you know, we know very, very few few kids at the high school level go on to play at the collegiate level. So those kids are hoping to have a really great senior year uh, as an athlete, and it's just not going to happen. It's gone. It's just uh, wiped off the boards, and uh, we all feel terrible about it. Um, And unfortunately, there's not much we can do. Let's move on. Let's go to New Haven, Mark is standing by. Mark, good morning. You're next up on The Fan. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good, Mark.
2: Yeah, I just—they uh, could forget about Major League Baseball for
4: sure. I heard some experts saying we're not even going to have football this year. Yep, the NFL will probably be canceled. So they don't realize how uh, serious this is, you know
1: well mark here's the thing Uh, we're all hoping and praying that uh, and i've heard you know some some uh, various news stories about the fact that they're trying to have this test testing being done or some test is going to be in place in a few weeks but again to scale up that testing to, to millions of americans uh and and to obviously the athletes as well that's essential um they're also talking talk about a vaccine, of course, but they always yeah. say the vaccine is still a year away. That doesn't help us in terms of this summer or this fall. Uh, it's going to be difficult, but I, 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 just, uh, I just have a sense, and I gather you do as well, that, that most of these sports hopes and dreams we have for the summer or into the fall, it may not happen just because we have to be so super cautious about making sure this this virus has been conquered.
6: Yeah, there's
4: one thing they could have done if uh, they could have had the Masters. I think. I think the PGA could have actually done something. You know, I think golf you could have done and have the six foot thing. You know, if you're responsible. I think all the players could have got together and like uh, said we're going to play, and I'm sure they would have let them.
1: Yeah, well, it's 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 it's. People are trying to be creative, and uh, I understand that. And, yes, there's a certain to be said about, well, we'll go off. You don't need to have be that close and so on and so forth. But, again, why take the risk? Why take the risk now in April if we're all being told – we think maybe that this thing has plateaued. Why can't we wait an extra month or so? Just like the baseball players are saying, you know, what's the rush? Why, why can't we be certain that this thing has been uh, eradicated uh, or, con- or controlled? Let's do this in June or July. We'll still have plenty of baseball come July. Uh, and maybe by then they'll uh, figure out how to do it for the NFL as well. But let's try to get through this. And obviously we're all, you know, experiencing cabin fever but we got to understand that this is this is a life and death kind of situation and um Mark th- thank you for your call this morning stay safe my friend let's uh let's move on let's go to um let's go to Jack Smithlin over in Fairlawn New Jersey Jack good morning how are you How are you Rick um, I'm well
5: thanks First of all ha- happy Easter to you all your listeners and also happy Passover um, um you know the one thing let's talk about kids going back i think that every year when kids go to school they need to have a school physical this is going to be uh i believe that if they do this correctly they'll make this test a part of their school physical um you know and talking to dr rob and you know texting as we speak um, you know he 's saying that the antibody uh, testing is probably going to be the safest and quickest until we get some type of vac- uh, vaccine vaccine in the future, so you know it, it's so it 's so weird about what 's happening and and to think about all the people that' have been affected, all the people that have passed away, and you think about it all started with one case yep one case and so when people want to sit back and say, "Oh, this is no big deal," think about how dangerous this is. The world is affected by one case. So, you know, I, I have a I have a player at at Montclair. Her name is uh, Blake Saperstein. She is a uh, she was our captain this year. Did really well down in Florida. Well, she's taking a sports psychology class. Um, actually, she's a sports psychology major with a dr robert gilbert at at montclair and she and i talk about your topics often and we were talking about the baseball coming back and and what a bad example that would set for everybody even the gentleman that just got on talked about golf listen we have we have an opportunity to teach our youth right now we have an opportunity to let the youth understand that we're not special it's it's you know, baseball wanting to get back and golf going through with their tournaments and stuff like that. Listen, I said to you the other day in a text that we have to treat this like a hamstring injury. You know, hamstrings, they come back real quick. And unless you give it the extra time. So even when they say, you even said it before, even when they say, listen, it's time to come back, give it extra time. Yep. Because this is a very, very dangerous, dangerous virus. And yesterday, my, you know, one of my best friends, Ani Ramos came over to the house to come walk the dog. He's sitting outside with a mask on, knocks on the door, Sue sees, sees him and throws him out. What are you kidding me? Get out, <laughs> get away from here, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, well, it, I was, you know, I was, I was upset, but she's absolutely right that this is a dangerous thing. You know, Blake and I talk about these things, your topics all the time, and this is a topic and baseball wanting to come back. I mean, you know, listen, don't be selfish. Be safe. Do what you need to do. I think talking about all the youth sports, you're absolutely right. The better teams are going to probably come back. Hopefully they'll reduce their prices or even put their, you know, their fees off for the future like a lot of car dealerships are doing now and Dr. Bills are doing now. you got to start. We have to start working together in this. And, you know, follow the rules. Pen. Jack let me let me just yeah. uh,
1: for the benefit of our listeners uh, you, you referenced a few people here first of all uh, dr. Rob that's that's uh, dr. Rob Freed, uh, who who is a, a, often contributes to this show has his own radio show out in Long Island he's obviously big into sports parenting as an advocate uh, and very uh, big and and dr. Rob Gilbert uh, a noted sports uh, psychologist over at Montclair State a really good guy uh, does teaches wonderful courses over it to to uh, his students, um, and, and yeah, I mean, the fact is, uh, nobody wants to hear this. We're all going nuts. We'd go outside and, and watch sports happen oh, again. Boy, but
3: crazy.
5: <laughs> we're all
1: saying, like, what's? If we come this far, you know. We've gone through, you know, March and now halfway through April. All right, fine, let's just wait until everybody from the medical authorities tell us, okay, we give it the all clear um, the the uh, you mentioned of course, about kids going back to school and having to have physicals uh, of course that's that's a state law. It's been around for a long time. But again, I want to make sure if i I say fine, so I know that my very kid, my kid goes to school with, you know, they've all cl- have gone through some sort of testing for the virus and so on and so forth, but I like to make sure that the kids that they compete against in other schools, that they're just as stringent as we are about uh, testing, because obviously this, as you said, this is, the virus is invisible. It spreads so quickly. Um, we don't wanna be in a situation where it comes back again and, and, and spikes again. So I, I think these are real concerns uh, when we try to figure out what's the best approach uh, moving forward. And if it means we have well, to you know, wait until July, August, then we wait you know this is this is a perfect time and rob has mentioned
5: this many times and he's a ad, advocate of this also that now would be a perfect time to have a youth sports commissioner because <laughs> yeah. you know they, you know you've talked about it i've talked about it rob has talked about it um it would be a perfect time to to do something like that to have a commissioner that could actually make these decisions but you know going back early is is not the, is not the thing to do and you know you you've talked about it often and and your shows are just you know what you're doing right now with this show just you know bringing the information out there putting it out there all these people i mean even talking to Blake you know, Semprasteen about it. You know, she's so into it because this is her major. But, you know, now's the time that we all have to work together. And as much as I want to get out, I mean I you know, even my 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 little guys down at the park that I was hitting fly balls to, you know, they're not even coming out anymore.
1: So yeah, well, you yeah, know, here's,
5: it's, it's we it, gotta wait. We gotta wait.
1: Jack, I, 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 I you hear know? you loud and clear and as always my, my thanks for your thoughts. Uh you know and and the thing is What's going to happen, and I fear about this, is that somebody's going to say, okay, I heard that some travel team doesn't make what – difference what sport it is some travel team gets to be in may or june and they're out practicing and somehow the the coach got clearance from the parents the kids are all you know ready to go and that's going to sort of spread rumors that well if that team is out traveling or that travel team is out practicing then our kids should do the same thing and it's going to be a situation where everybody's going to be jumping to the fray and saying oh well i guess it's safe to go back and play again we don't want that to happen we don't want that to happen. And moms and dads, we're talking about the, the uh you know, the health and welfare of your kids. I don't think having them miss a month or two from their sports career is gonna basically be the end of their career. You just wanna make sure that they're healthy and safe and they get the go ahead to go back. It's as simple as that. And I Major League Baseball, we'll see how this plays out, but I have a feeling the, uh, the players themselves are going to want are the ones who are going to say ah, yeah, okay, let's just wait until maybe June or July and get some real clearance from Dr. Fauci and make sure we can do this and everybody's healthy and, and ready to go. Alright, let me take another time out when I return, we'll take your calls at one 337 6666
5: Sports Radio 101.9 FM
6: Radio
1: 66, Welcome back to the Sports Edge. I don't forget that at 9 this morning, uh, Mike Francesa will be along. And, of course, you'll want to hear Mike's thoughts about uh, what's going on during these very trying times on this uh, Easter Sunday. Uh, And, as always, I invite you to go to uh, my website at askcoachwolf.com where you can post your thoughts and comments and ask questions as well. Or you can follow me on Twitter as well at AskCoachWolf. And have a moment. uh, Be sure to check out uh, my book, The Sports Parenting Edge. You can uh, purchase it either as as an e-book or a print book. You just go to Amazon. You can download it right there. This morning we're talking about the immediate as well as the long-range uh, impact of the pandemic on youth and amateur uh, sports. Uh, you know, we know there's so much uncertainty and it's so much confusion as to about when our kids can go back outside and play sports and compete again. But I, I have to assume that the, the, uh, what we're looking at here is some sort of baseline that all of our youngsters are going to have to be tested before they are allowed to go back to to compete, whether it's uh, to play in uh, school teams in the fall uh, or in travel or showcases this summer. Um, I think that mandate's going to have to happen. Uh, Does that mean that every youngster will have to carry, I don't know, a a card or something that that proves that he or she's been tested and it's cleared, yeah, I think that's what's going to have to happen because uh, I know a lot of sports parents uh, are going to be worried about whether or not you know all the kids who are on that field uh, are competing. Are they all healthy? Are they all clean? Uh, you know what Because let's face it, when it comes to sports, social distancing sort of goes out the window. It's as simple as that. So that's what we're talking about this morning. I know it sounds extreme. But we're living, quite frankly, in extreme times. 6666 seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's return to our calls. Let's go to uh, let's go over to Tenafly, New Jersey, and Larry is standing by. Larry, good morning. You're next up on the fan.
6: Good morning, Rick. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family. And, and to you. Uh, and. Uh, Always loved hearing your dad speak. He still has a warm place in my heart, and I'm sure uh, a, lot, a lot of people.
1: Well, Larry, uh, thank you, and I just want to give a shout-out. Phil Mushnick, uh, in the New York Post today, wrote uh, about my dad, and uh, one of our favorite stories, a very funny story about my dad from some years ago. Uh, my, my thanks to Phil for writing that piece, and if you check out the New York Post today, uh, check out the story he writes about my father. It's very funny.
6: I certainly will. I'm I'm sure I've heard it because I loved hearing him when he was interviewed uh, by Joe B. And uh, everyone, that was one of the greatest interviews. Yes, absolutely. um, Just want to touch on the youth sports with the refunds that uh, you were speaking about uh, with the previous gentleman. You know, it's a a two-sided coin there. You know, the organizations have had to pay for tournaments. They've had to pay up front for some lodging. They take care of the coach. It's a two-way street, you know. And and I have faith in most of, you know, people. My wife tells me I have too much faith in them, but most of these organizations are not making, you know, real money. They're doing it for the kids, and you know, the the fact that they can't give a refund—it's not that they don't want to, but they have you know they they've already paid fees it's, it's really difficult so it, it's really two sides to the coin
1: well larry i hear you saying and uh... yes uh, i would like to think that uh... most of these operations or these organizations are doing it really not to make uh... a profit but they're doing it for the benefit of the kids uh, and i 'm sure many of them are, but there are those out there that are quite frankly these are money making ventures and the fact yeah
6: but the, they 're few and 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 the best way is to be you know transparent hey here 's well, what we did with your money
1: well that's that's that 's a good start, but I would also think they should have something in place. Uh, which, again, being transparent, if for some reason things don't work out, whatever the reason may be, uh, and, you, or you for, for example, a kid gets uh, gets hurt or gets sick or something, who knows what, then you'd say, okay, here's our refund policy. Maybe you don't get back the entire 100% of the money up front, so maybe it's uh, half of that amount, but there has to be some sort of refund in place, For a situation like this because otherwise just to say we'll apply it to next year well i'm not so sure you know people need money right now and um i think that's that's unfortunately some of the risk that these travel programs uh, and showcases have to take in consideration of being sort of a small small business uh i don't think larry there's any particular straightforward answer here I just think there's a certain amount of compassion that should be offered when it comes to these kind of situations. And I'm sorry. I mean, I, I just I just think that, again, since there's no oversight from the government, uh, you know, as to how these things are run, it, it really is a question of, you know, caveat emptor. And uh, if you pay the money up front and they say, I'm sorry, we can't refund the money, that's not a good handing for anybody. I think everybody goes away sort of with a sour taste in their mouth. And I, I just don't know how to – I just think these kind of things – this is a good opportunity to maybe – you know, say, okay, let's try to figure out a better way to handle these kind of unfortunate situations. Larry, thank you for the call. I agree. Let me me move on some other calls here. Let me go to uh, John over in Brooklyn. Hey, John, good morning. You're on the fan.
0: Morning, Rick. Happy Easter to you and your family.
1: And you too, John.
0: Uh, Real quick, on the youth sports first, I think that when a kid comes in the fall to sign up, the parent has to have a doctor's note saying they're cleared. Yep. To back that up, the organization to back themselves up to check with the doctor. Did you clear this kid?
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: Okay, and then afterwards, once the teams are formed, not only should the coach have the roster, but they should have a copy of those doctors' notes as well. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, both opponents, you got your doctor's note. Yeah, you're okay. You're all cleared. Let's go.
1: Well, John, it's sort of comparable to me. or parallel to me when. You know, you go to tournaments or, uh, and stuff, uh, particularly, let's say, in soccer or baseball or softball, that you have to, or literally, you have to have documents that prove how old the kid is, uh, birth certificate, uh, where the kid lives, and so on and so forth. And that has to all be approved before the kid's allowed to compete. Now, a kid's age is one thing, or, or where the kid's residence is. That's one thing, but when we talk about a disease that's easily spread, yeah, this has to be pretty well documented and pretty well carefully screened, as you said, to make sure that everybody's all safe and sound. Otherwise, you're taking a tremendous risk. And, you know, parents are, are understandably nervous about this.
0: Right. And as far as the Major League Baseball, absolutely not, because you're putting the players and coaches at risk. So.
1: Yeah, as I said before, I don't think the Players Association is ever going to go along with this. I'd be surprised if they did. I understand everybody is eager to have – uh, your sporting events televised. It'll be a great boost uh, to the game of baseball to be out there and being televised again. But at what cost? I mean, you know, you got players coming in, you know, from all over the world. Not only uh, from the states, all parts of the country, but also obviously from the Caribbean, from South America, from Asia. I okay. mean, if one kid comes in there and they say, "Oh well," you know, he's the, the, those those players in their 20s are not really the target uh, audience. Yeah, but we do know these people get sick they do get the, the virus so i i think it's a really case where you'd say no let's just wait a little longer we'll still have baseball hopefully later this summer but let's get everybody cleared and ready to go here so absolutely all right john th- thank you for the call have a nice easter let's uh let's move on to uh merv in manhattan good morning merv you're next up on the fan
3: good morning sir your program is very interesting and uh, educational. It happens. I don't have any kids in the sports business. We never did. My daughter never liked that. But that's okay. a, that's a different story. I think what one of the people said about having a uh, commissioner. Yes. It's the same thing that we have in the in the country itself, where uh, each state is doing it differently, and we're not getting the information out. Not only do the kids have to be tested, but what about the workers that go back to work? Yeah, absolutely, and I especially, mean, I, <laughs> especially some, one of the one of the virus can hide in somebody. Like somebody could have it inside them, not be sick, but could pass it on to somebody else. So we have to
6: be,
3: it, it, we have to be super careful about it. Uh, as far as getting refunds, we were my wife and I were down in Florida and we bought tickets in advance for. Uh, 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 a spring training game.
2: Yep.
3: Now, both of my wife and I have medical stuff. And we decided we weren't going to go to the game a few days before the game was going to be on. So we just didn't, we called them up. And the first response was, there's no refund. Doesn't it say that on the ticket? <laughs> and I said, this is, uh, will you guarantee me? This is the thing. This is what I said to the guy. Will you guarantee me that I won't get the coronavirus if I go to the game? <laughs> no. I said, that's that's one of the issues. Because people are going, and let's say the person next to me had it yeah, or whatever. Finally, I I pushed them, and first they gave me next year. And I said, look, I'm 81 years old. I don't know whether I'm going to go to Florida (laughs) next year. So I I am a tough cookie, as my wife says. I got in touch with them again and again and again. And finally, they gave me something that I can get a refund. But I also used... And people should realize, use your credit card. If you charged it, I've got my bank involved in it. I called my bank about it, and they put it in as a dispute.
1: Yes. So yes. the
3: company has to deal with it, one yep. way or another. We may end up that I'll lose on it. That's possible. But I think this is such a crisis that I could, I could have it, and I don't even know it right now. I could have it.
1: Well, Merv, this is and, and and thank you for your call this morning. And yes, you just sort of did a nice job at outlining the concerns, particularly from a consumer perspective, as to okay, uh, no refunds. Uh, well, yeah, but these are unusual times, and and people need companies need to be a little more compassionate about what goes on in terms of trying to make sure their their client base is, is happy uh, and they're being served well. Uh, the mention about using uh, using a credit card, yeah, you can usually with most credit cards. Then go back to your bank and say, I want to dispute this charge. I don't think it was the right amount, or I was handled, I was uh, not served in a, in a good way. Uh, these changes are happening or they're being examined at least by most of the major corporations uh, in, in the country now as to how what's the best way to again do the right thing by their by their customers uh... again with travel programs um, and again uh, i know there are lots and lots of well-meaning people who run travel teams or uh... situations club teams that are meant to basically further the the development of, of young athletes But they are expensive, and again, we've talked about this many, many, many times on the show. Uh, When you sign up to have your youngster being a travel or in a club team, um, you understand that you are basically agreeing to the stipulations and the fees from that, that team, and there's no sort of like... There's no place you can go to fight that. You, you've already agreed to it. You may feel that um, they are unfair, it, it's, it's, uh, the coach isn't good, your kid's not getting enough playing time. Whatever the concern may be, you really don't have much to fight back on this uh, except to say, yeah, I learned my lesson a very hard way. This is why. I've said for many, many years in the show, we really need to have a commissioner of youth sports who can not only oversee these kind of disputes, but also uh, outline how travel programs and club teams should be run. Uh, And also, it'd be great if we had a situation where uh, we had... Uh, a commissioner right now in place who could basically uh, give parents and coaches and, you know, high schools and uh, travel programs and showcases some real delineations as to when it's going to be safe for our kids to go back and play sports, and also uh, to let us know when that's going to happen and how we're going to make sure our kids are safe. Are they going to be universally tested? Are they going to have to carry a card, a document that says, yes, they are cleared to play, and how is that implemented? These are all the issues we're looking at uh, when it comes to uh, to youth sports. This is why I think this is it's going to take some time. I do think we have to understand we've got to go through the process and it's going to take more weeks and another month or so to finally get some clarity as to how we're doing in our battle against this virus. It, it's as simple as that. Uh, let me go quickly over to Lou Lindbrook. Hey, Lou, good morning. You're on the fan.
3: Hey, Rick, how are you? Happy Easter to you and uh, to everybody that's listening. Uh, the point I want to make is that how, being a coach for over 30 years on a high school and college level, yep. I'm going to have to give CPR, maybe mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. How is this going to happen? Where a lot of people are going to worry about getting a disease that uh, maybe they're not going to make it through. And uh, also, the medical clearance and physicals, that might be just good for one day. You know how the kids are. Yeah. They go to the mall, and then they meet a girl, They kiss. they kiss the girl, and then they get the virus I, from that girl.
1: I, I... Lou, uh, the CPR, of course, so all high school coaches have to be trained in CPR, for sure. Uh, but that's a good question. And your other point is a good one as well. Okay, the kid's cleared. And and, and Lou, thank you for your, your thoughts this morning. What do you do with kids who somehow then go and kiss somebody else, a girl, and all of a sudden they come back and they get the virus from that kid? It's really complicated. I mean, it's just unfortunately that we're in such a difficult set of Uh, circumstances these days but let's be cautious about how we go back when it comes to our kids okay that's going to do it for me in this edition of the sports edge my thanks this morning to pete hoffman please stick around for mike francesa he's up next i'll see you next sunday right here on the sports edge
5: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too